Free Talk Live? 603-283-6160. Somehow they let the inmates run the asylum tonight. So I am here sitting in the main chair as your host, Mr. Rich E. Rich, along with... Tyler. And Mark. So, so why am I in this main chair, Mark? We're having some... Well, problems and some training going on and first off you got to turn my mic down i'm too i'm loud it's up there uh, on the board you can see mike too sorry we didn't do a sound check beforehand uh, we were doing a lot of things all right we check check okay um trying to get ian on the line and all that yeah fun stuff. yeah we were hoping to have ian in here and it appears as though he called twice but uh, i don't have any answers for someone you. called twice someone called yeah i don't know but we'll see so if he gets if he gets in we're gonna like cut to him immediately oh, because yeah. he is on a very harsh time constraint there. Yep. We will uh, go. We'll stop talking about whatever we talk about and go right to him. But and basically, we've all been uh, taken down by the flux here uh, in the studio. Uh, the captain, Michael Hampton, uh, Johnson, and myself, all quite quite ill. And I thought tonight would be a good night because I've had a little raspy in my throat. Okay. Rather than being the whole, you know, being in the first chair, you're talking twice as much. Um, you're bringing it in, you're bringing it out, and you're doing these kind of things. So I thought it'd be better just for Richie to finally put the training that he's been on for months. The, the to notes work. that I have from a year ago when we first started this, and we're gonna we're gonna see how it runs. Yep. Uh, when you say the flux, are you guys you guys COVID proofed? <laughs> well, is this flux we're talking about. I'm not COVID proofed. I can tell you that right. it's hard for anybody under the age of fifty at this point to. Or under sixty, or whatever it is, to even have a shot. So, well, you could have gotten it and gotten over it and have some antibodies, right? I have not had the COVIDs. Her, herd immunity is a thing. Yeah, well, even with the vaccine, apparently you can still pass it to other people. So, I'm not really sure what the point is there. Nobody's yeah. COVID proof. Yeah, I don't know point. what. I don't know nothing about nothing. This is a cold. Um, you know, my I, I still have my sense of taste, and I have a wet cough, as they refer to it. Okay, is it delightful, huh? I feel much safer now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we do have some show prep. Ready to go. Uh, COVID-related, of course. Um, some places, Belgium and the UK, lifting COVID measures? <gasps> yeah, you can hardly believe it. Oh, my goodness. This is what? incredible. But why? But why? What's the motive? What's the motive? Yes. The reason I predicted months and months ago. Which is? We're all uh, basically being held in under house arrest without habeas corpus. Oh, yeah, okay. I, I said that like day one yeah. as soon as they put the lockdown I went this this is house arrest without due process yeah I'm pretty sure I'm on record to saying that good so Belgium uh, must lift all COVID-19 measures within 30 days the Brussels court rules the Belgian state has been ordered to lift all coronavirus measures within 30 days as the legal basis for them is insufficient a Brussels court ruled on Wednesday the League for Human Rights has filed the lawsuit several weeks ago and challenged Belgium's system of, of implementing the measures using ministerial decree, which means it's done without any input from Parliament. The judge gave the Belgian state 30 Parliament days. shouldn't have any input. I mean, you either have rights or you don't have rights. That is true. But the, the lawmakers have to make laws, and they probably feel very slighted by this end around their authority. Screw them. The judge gave the Belgian state 30 days to provide a sound legal basis or face a penalty of 5,000 euros per day that this period is exceeded with a maximum limit of 200,000 euros, uh, reports Lesor. How's the government ever going to pay that? Holy cow. Right. (laughs) 
Five thousand euros a day. The government. Yeah, that's sure, gonna be a tough sure. bill. We'll, we'll just raise taxes later. Right. Uh, the current coronavirus. <laughs> Five thousand euros a day. I mean, that's nothing to them. Yeah. Well, and again, they don't. They, they don't actually pay for it. Right. Yeah. They get it from somebody else. Right. But I mean, it's nothing. <laughs> that's not even a fine, really. <laughs> right. Well, it's also Belgium. So it's cost of doing maybe business. Maybe it's a little smaller. It's a little smaller. I don't know what their their tax revenue is like. We've got this American, uh, you know, debt bubble in our heads. And, uh, and, and the American budget on how much things cost. Maybe and, the judge felt that was the biggest fine that they could reasonably give uh, an organization in that circumstance and couldn't take into consideration that it was the Belgian government. But that would mean that the United States government shouldn't be able to take into consideration that uh, Ian Freeman is a relatively wealthy guy when they determine his bail conditions. Oh, forget about that. Ah, but they do do that in uh, in one of the Scandinavian countries, right? Like, Yeah, it's if, one of them. If, the yeah. speeding tickets can be like, Hundred thousands of dollars, yeah. yeah. If you're if you're if you're wealthy, so eh, some people like that, yeah. right? Because then you're not buying your. Freedom. Sounds like a time to leave Sweden to me. Well, if you're a lawbreaker, <laughs> right. right? You know, like, everybody speeds. Understood, but it's one of those things where they say, uh, you know, laws laws are for poor people, right? Because for rich people, it's just the cost of doing business. Yes, you can park your car wherever you want to. Yeah, you right. just have to pay the you parking just have to ticket. Pay the parking ticket. Yeah, and if you can afford to pay the parking ticket doesn't matter to you yep uh, but if you can't pay for the parking ticket well then you know that's that's the laws there for you the town i'm from the city i'm from sarasota florida is home to a lot of retired rockers because at some point or another they realize that uh you know sex drugs and rock and roll ain't all there is to life and uh, enjoying themselves in a warm beachy community is uh, pretty nice and however um you know main street can get a little crowded during the day when you want to go to lunch one of these rockers was notorious years ago for parking his, it was either a Rolls or a Bentley, I don't know which, uh, wherever the heck he wanted to park it and just taking the ticket. Yeah. And, you know, fire lanes and these kind of things and, you know, nope, no problem. Right. So imagine if his ticket was a million dollars every time, you know, pro, pro, you know in alignment with his, his He changes his mind pretty quick. He may change his mind pretty quick. Yeah. And that's good for everybody, perhaps? I guess. society? I don't know. That's the theory, right? That's the theory. The current coronavirus measures are based on the Civil Safety Act of 2007, which enabled the state to react quickly to exceptional circumstances. But the judge has now ruled that these laws cannot serve as a basis for the ministerial decrees. The judge ruled that the principle of legality has been violated because the current way of working is not foreseeable enough. Uh, Katie Vestrepin of the Human Rights League confirmed to VRT adding the consequences are not so dramatic that from one day to the next, the measures would no longer be valid. For the time being, the current coronavirus measures will not change, and the verdict is currently being studied by the Office of Interior Minister Annelies Verleden, uh, reported de Standard. Appealing, uh, appealing against the court ruling is still possible, but as it concerns a summary judgment, an appeal would not be suspended, the execution of the judgment. On Wednesday afternoon, the chamber will debate Belgium's upcoming pandemic law, which is supposed to provide a permanent legal basis for taking this kind of restrictive measures during a pandemic. Several legal experts already pressed the Belgian state to bring forward the law as soon as possible to avoid judges canceling fines written out for violations of the measures, and this ruling only increases the pressure to quickly adopt it. So basically, the judicial system in Brussels... Judicial system! Belgium has said that they are not allowed to keep everybody locked down. 
Now, we've shown over and over these lockdowns really don't do anything. Um, I mean, I can see why they, they thought they would, but they don't. Well, okay, hold on. So, like, my interpretation of this, if you want to compare it to the American system, is basically what it seems like is they used executive action to enact these lockdowns. Yep. And then Congress goes, wait a minute, you need to consult with us first. They're not even necessarily saying that we can't continue these lockdowns. They're just saying you guys have to follow parliamentary procedure and That's do fun. it the right way. Because they want their power. Right, because they, right. want, they want to feel like they're legitimate. They got ended around, and now they want their, their power back. So... But yeah, I hear your point. It's yeah. What I'm saying is, is it's not necessarily going to change anything. All it's going to do is make Parliament come up with some legalese jargon that's going to end up making it either last longer or there's going to be some kind of amendment or change to it. But it doesn't necessarily mean that Parliament's going to get together and go, "All right, let's just stop doing what we're doing." Well, at, I mean, what we, I think the compounding of the evidence here with the Great Barrington uh, Accords and all that stuff is, is that. Lockdowns didn't work from the beginning. This was just the Chinese uh, idea of welding people into their houses, and maybe we shouldn't have done this in the first place. Maybe maybe that will compound. Who knows? I'm hoping for the best. And we'll hope for the best here uh, as maybe some more states in the U.S. start to open up. Uh, your thoughts? 603-283-6160. We'll be right back with more Free Talk Live. Talk Live, 603-283-6160. Richie Rich in the main chair, along with... Tyler. And Mark. And uh, we went to break still talking about COVID stuff. And Tyler, you said that this is going to be the new normal, I guess. Not in those terms, but... Well, yeah, if you just look at what's being talked about with the vaccine coming out, the fact of the matter is, even if you get the vaccine, there's still a chance that you're going to catch COVID and there's still a chance that you're going to pass it to other people, even with the vaccine. And they're saying that the vaccine's only going to be effective for six months to a year. And so, the, the virus mutates. So, so when twice a year, you need a vaccine to, like, right. to get your booster shot right. every year. For well, wait until COVID 2021 comes out. You know, some new mutation. Then they're going to have to do this all over again. Well, that's well just like the flu. I think that that's, I mean, that's what they do every year with the flu, right? Right. Yeah. I mean, you can expect that. And it, it, I don't know what their compliance rate is with the flu vaccine, mm -hmm. but I'll bet it's pretty high. I know that most of the firefighters at my uh, fire station always would get it. And right. uh, I wouldn't because it makes me ill. But uh, there's somebody out there right now who heard me say that. And they're like, I hate you. You know, <laughs> you, know, like, you know, you need to get the ineffective vaccine created 18 months before we even knew what the vector of, of, of the flu was. Or you hate humanity. Right. Well, had, having been in the Navy for eight years, they make us get the flu vaccine every year. So I had to get it for the entire eight years that I was in the Navy. And when I got out, I considered stopping getting it. Right. Because I was like, well, now I'm not required to. But a friend of mine who's a nurse told me, once you start getting the vaccine every year and you've been doing it for a long time, eventually you can't stop getting it. Because if you do, the chances of you getting the flu and it being severe are much higher. You're, You're drug dependent on the vaccine right. all of a sudden? Yeah, exactly. And that was like, oh, okay, so now I guess I'm stuck like this, which is like a real bummer. Have and you continued on, though? I have, okay. yeah. I love uh, the theory that you 
purported in the off uh, off segment uh, moments there, and I really want you to share it. Okay. All right. So <clears throat> basically, there's this book called The Revolutionary Phenotype, and there's this concept in this book. You should get, you guys should check it out. There's a concept in the book that eventually, in a in a far dystopian future, the government how far could well. Let's talk about that. Let's next get into week? it. Yeah, 2032. 20, 2022. Let's, okay. call, let's just call it next year, right? So what's going to happen is there's a possibility that the government, the deep state, whatever you want to consider, whoever's really controlling things, could somehow, maybe through a vaccine, make the entire population sterile. Okay? And then what's going to happen at that point? Wait, in wait. Order- let's, let's think about this for a second. Is it possible now for the government, for somebody, to give you a shot that makes you sterile? Yes. I would presume, I don't know of a shot. I know they have uh, things that make you sterile for like five years. Um, so, I mean, I haven't heard of this, but I can only imagine that this is not that difficult. Well, okay. Are you, are you, how sterile do you have to be? Because they're working on. Sterile enough. Well, I mean, they're working on male contraceptives that aren't condoms, right? Like you. Right. So there's been sick. research going into right. how to prevent pregnancy through, you know, through the male side of the reproduction, right? Right. And that's what I'm saying. So when he says like sterile. Are you, do you can do you count that? I don't know. Okay, I, I think that it's po- quite possible that okay. that they already have a shot that'll make you sterile. Now, the right. question is, will it be? Will you be uh, largely healthy otherwise? And I don't know the answer to that. It sounds like a really you know you you make some person's reproductive system wither and uh, become useless because it does every other organ just be fine. But, so let's so let's postulate so that there is. Of an injection that they can give you to make you sterile. And it, maybe it doesn't make you sterile forever, but maybe it makes you sterile long enough. To get the next injection. The, to get the next injection. And then what eventually has to happen is, is you're going to have to go to like a genetic clinic and have your DNA sequenced. And they're going to have to like uh, essentially create test tube babies in order to propagate the human species. Yep. Right? Now, what happens when this happens to the entire population, the entire human race? Now, all of a sudden, whoever's in control of these clinics... Whoever gets to actually manipulate the DNA, they're going to basically get to determine who gets to repopulate and who doesn't. And they're going to have complete control over that, right? So let's just say, tinfoil hat theory, that the government starts telling you that the entire population has to get a mandatory vaccine every six months to a year, four or five years down the line, once compliance gets to 100%. What's stopping some evil despotic ruler in the shadows from just going, oh, Let's just give everyone this sterility like strain of vaccine and all of a sudden, boom, now we control who gets to reproduce and they have complete control of population growth. Yep. It's quite possible um, that, you know, the, the, the revolutionary attitudes are, uh, you know, like they're hereditary. Well, oh, OK. I mean, is, is that possible that people who are born to people who ask questions uh, ask more questions? Seems likely. There's, I'm sure there are teenagers shouting the South will rise again. So <laughs> right. there's definitely a video out there from like 10 years ago involving Bill Gates talking about the God gene yeah. and how certain people are more inclined to believe in, you know, spiritual deities and, you know, spiritual based morality based on their genetics. And, you know, if somebody wanted to get rid of that in humanity, the way things are going with like CRISPR and stuff. I don't see why it's outside the realm of possibility if you had a bunch of atheistic, you know, elitists that were like, let's get rid of the concept of God in society so then we can tell people what's right and wrong. 
That doesn't seem very far-fetched to me. I think they're better off uh, making themselves God, uh, that they've been far more effective over time saying the state is God. Oh, and that's easy to do with atheists. I think that's why, you know, Marxist communists, that's why they wanted it that way. And that's because humans are superstitious. I mean, Mm -hmm. like, that's what we are as a species. I would say the gene uh, isn't a God gene, in fact, that there's an atheist gene. Um, much more likely. I think that atheism is a an aberrant behavior. And I don't mean that in the meanest way possible. I'm just saying it is unusual to find a real live atheist. At some point or another, uh, many people who call themselves atheists turn towards being something else. Now, there's plenty of them out there, but I think that they're about as common. And this is just a guess, and I got this from uh, Super... I can't remember. Uh, some Some... Uh, some book that I read, and I can't remember the name of it off the top of my head, is basically it's a bell curve. On one end of the bell curve is schizophrenics. On the other end of the bell curve are atheists. You can determine that atheists are the most sane people, if you wish. They certainly have great arguments. Or you can say that the The people— The most rational and logical. So they say. So um, And the— and or you can say that the people who are in the largest group in the bell curve, which are just sort of the people in the middle that are like, yeah, you know, whatever, I kind of like that. I believe in God and stuff, you know, like that they're the they're the most rational. Who knows? We clearly don't believe that the schizophrenics who believe that every helicopter that flies over is watching them is rational. So. Right. Well, see, <clears throat> the way with what you said about atheists actually makes me think that it's not a genetic thing. I think to me, it always seems like your typical atheist just really hates their father. You know what I mean? Because like, the problem with atheism I've always had is that it seems like they're just angry at the idea that there's something out there that's superior to them on a supernatural level. It's like, you know, this angry man in the sky who judges me that that bothers me to a certain deep sure. core. That may so be I'm true, but I mean, you know, that's that goes back to the old trope of a 14 year old atheist reads the Bible. You know, like the uh, I love that um, the Bible as read by a 14 year old. atheist. <laughs> so I, I will self-describe here as an atheist. Yes. And maybe take those claims on when we come back. But I also want to play devil's advocate to that whole genetic structure thing. That'll be fun. Uh, on the other side yeah. of Free Talk Live, if your thoughts, 603-283-6160. Carl Watner, longtime proponent of a voluntary society, died last December. You may have seen his articles published on his website, voluntarius.com, in his newsletter, The Voluntarist, The Mises Institute, or elsewhere over the last 40 years. His newest book, I Must Speak Out, Volume 2, The Best of the Voluntarist, is now available via Liberty Under Attack Publications. This 430-page second volume spans the years of 2000 through 2020 and includes articles by Carl Watner, Hans Hermann Hoppe, Carl Hess, Benjamin Tucker, George H. Smith, Lysander Spooner, Pete Ayer, Joyce Brand, and many others. I Must Speak Out is for the newly initiated, the veteran voluntarist, or anywhere in between. Buy the book now at libertyunderattack.com slash voluntarist. For more great content on building a voluntary society and for Carl's extensive archives, check out voluntarist.com. And we're back. 
with Free Talk Live. Call in 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. I am sitting in the main chair tonight. This is Richie Rich along with... Tyler. And Mark. I want to tell you about Bitcoin.com. Bitcoin.com is your source for all news cryptocurrency. So let's say you've heard a great deal about Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies, but you really don't know that much. No problem. You go to Bitcoin.com and right at the top of the page, I think it's right in the center, is a tab that says get started or getting started. Click on that and you'll get several videos of which most of them are less than five minutes. By the time you watch that little string of videos, you will understand cryptocurrency far more than you already do. No problem. And then there's so much more that you can learn. They're your source for buying cryptocurrency, uh, they trading, they uh, mining, everything that you need. They've got it at Bitcoin.com. But if you are a seasoned crypto veteran, well, you need to check out news.bitcoin.com. Uh, get on their uh, their email list so that you're getting their news stories. Uh, they got their telegram. I think it's probably the best way to uh, to get their stories. Um, and you know what's going on in the crypto world. It's news.bitcoin.com. Should we take that opportunity then, as long as we're talking about Bitcoin and crypto, to mention the Crypto 6? Ah, please do. As well? uh, yeah, Bitcoin.com okay. is uh, run by or you know owned by a guy named Roger Veer. Yep. And Roger Veer uh, and I just spoke recently and uh, about the Crypto 6. He's uh, very concerned about their well-being and all that good stuff. So, uh, yes, you can. And I've. Actually, thecrypto6.com is the website. I believe very soon we're going to have uh, the addresses for Ian and Nobody where you can write them. Okay. So, And that's going to go up on the website, I presume, yeah. as well? Okay. If you can't send money, and that's fine, maybe you can send uh, you know, a letter. And in a letter, maybe you can send some photographs. I know it costs money to go to uh, you know, the... CVS or whatever and print up photos or whatever. You can't just forward it to their telegram. But, um, you know, pictures of something because it's nice to see things. Yep. You know, cut out a couple of pages out of magazines and uh, send them that. The Sudoku puzzles, crossword puzzles, you know, these kind of things. Uh, these things can be invaluable for whittling away the time and keeping your mind active. Yes, they've got some books, but Ian just uh, revealed to me they just finished a romance novel. So things aren't going that well. <laughs> You know, you find a good article. I just found one by Murray Rothbard on Shay's Rebellion, and I'm going to, you know, I'm going to print that up and send it because, you know, I'm sure that they'd like to read it. Right. So anyway, thecrypto6.com. And we we, we were trying to get Ian on at the beginning of the hour, uh, unsuccessfully, unfortunately, but we were able to speak with him um, off air. Uh, he, He got a phone call in and... For the situation, seemed in relatively good spirits. Yeah, I do have some news regarding Ian. If uh, I know people, people want to hear good news, right? And I'm, or any news. I, I mean, it's it's. Well, he's not going number. to death row yet. Okay. Um, the good news is is that I spoke to his attorney today, and um, the bad news is I spoke to his attorney today, and his attorney asked for more money. The good news is what attorneys <laughs> do, man. <laughs> yes, they do. The bad news, or excuse me, the good news is that he said that he was filing to. Later today or tomorrow, a uh, motion to a judge. Now, everybody thinks that Ian's bail has been revoked by a judge, and it's not true. It's by a magistrate. Oh. So this is a lower-level functionary in the judicial system, not a judge. So the lawyer 
acts confident, as confident as the guy who's asking for twenty thousand dollars. <laughs> you know, um, and I hope that he's. I hope he's as confident as he sounds. I really do. We can't stop this anyway. Ian's got this. This this thing's on rails. It's going where it's going, right? So uh, that's that. But. I'm hoping that Ian manages to get heard by the end of this week or beginning of next, and maybe the judge will let him go. Okay. So, And if you want to help to fund that, thecrypto6.com is a good place to go to make some crypto donations for the legal funds. Please do. Please do. All right. So as we went to break, uh, I said I want to, I want to take up the mantle uh, as apparently the resident atheist at this table. Yep. You got beat uh, up in the last uh, segment yeah, well, before you even knew. See, that's the thing. I'm not really a militant atheist. Yes. And I don't really care. Those are the kind of much. atheists I like best, by the okay. way. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't, I don't know how much, I don't know how much of a rebuttal I'm going to put up. Right. Um, because my theory is, is if you care deeply about atheism, it's just the precursor to you caring deeply about the next thing whatever that is like you're just a person who cares deeply about the thing that's been most interesting to you recently and if you're figuring out atheism between the ages of 15 and 25 great that's when people are supposed to figure it out okay Mm -hmm. and i guess okay so i'm now you know around 39 or so depending on who you ask and so i don't know what's expected of me to figure out next right like i was you know well let, let me ask you this okay do you think the world is going to be a significantly better place if everybody's an atheist? No, not necessarily. That's what I'm thinking. Okay. I think that by and large, everything's fine with people believing in all kinds of weird stuff. And that's it's just fine. Because remember, every theist, and I'm putting myself in this category, Tyler, you're going to call yourself a theist? Yeah. Okay. So every theist has their own specific religion. Very few people are following exactly what somebody else says. Mm-hmm. Right. There might be some. But, I mean, there's – let's say this. There's a billion religions on the planet, and atheists believe in none of them. You believe in one of them. Okay. That's all. You know, you, you're, you're – uh, if you're a theist, you are um, – you know, you don't believe in 999 million-plus religions. Right. So my, my problem with general atheists is – that a lot of them have chosen the state as yes. their religion. Oh, yes. And to apply the same logic that they would use to poo-poo others' religions, they do not use on themselves to poo-poo their belief and their you know worship of the state. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also, as I said, I don't know what I'm expected to move on from from here. Like I've I've gone through the phase where I'm supposed to find atheism, mm-hmm. um, and to me that was like. The stopping point, right? Yep. Born, born, uh, baptized Catholic, grew up Catholic, went to Catholic school all the way through college, and it was around there when I went, well, this is stupid. <laughs> like I'm gonna, I'm gonna stop believing that, um, and then I started, you know, down the path of atheism and atheist literature, whatever you want to call that. You know, mm-hmm. podcast. There's the the big one out there that I'm not going to mention. What um, is it? Not going to mention it. Why? <laughs> because because they they worship the state, and I don't, okay. don't want to plug the the, the atheist not, experience. Mark. You're not plugging them if you tell what they do. Okay, they so a warning, state. right? So that's that's definitely one of my biggest gripes with atheists is that I think everybody for me I feel like theistic or spiritual tendencies are natural to humans and we want to apply our morality in certain ways. And when you don't have something higher 
than humans or man, you focus on the highest entity within that, which is to a lot of people, the state. And they go, well, I'm going to apply my moral beliefs to the state because that's going to lead to, for some people, maybe they think it'll lead to utopia, right? That's one issue I have. And then the other issue is – Well, let me address that real quick before you go on with your other issue. Okay. Um, So this is as bad with theists as it is with atheists. Theists will say um, this is wrong because um, my preacher said it, Mm -hmm. uh, the Bible said it, and I believe it, and that settles it, right? Whereas the atheist says uh, the the state said it, I believe it, that settles it. Whereas my belief is is that uh, God, if God was doing miracles and revealing him him or herself on a regular basis two thousand years ago, then God's doing that now. And that if you choose to look, that God has written morality into the very fabric of um, reality. That you can see what's moral and what's not. It doesn't take too long to figure out. If I keep telling lies, nobody believes my lies. Well, and that's one of the reasons why I don't know if the world would be better off if everyone was atheist, because there are certain people out there. Who, get, who need that religion, who need that superstition, who need that belief to function in society. And if that makes them uh, more giving, more peaceful, more caring, then so be it. I'm all for that as well. Uh, more coming up. 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. I am here in the first chair for the first time ever, uh, Mr. Richie Rich, along with... Tyler. And Mark. And we're going to go to the phones, maybe. Okay, well, let's give it a shot. It'll be your first time, right? It's first time. You told me what buttons to push. We'll see. And we're going to go to uh, Robert in Phoenix, perhaps. Uh... Robert, Robert are you there? Yeah, yeah, I'm here. Oh, hey, perfect. Guys. Good to talk to you guys. You I mean, as well. I've been listening to you. This is first time caller, so, but you guys, uh, I've been listening to you guys on 1510 KFNN here in Phoenix. And uh, for a very long time, you guys have been talking about Bitcoins, and, and I see all this up and downs in Bitcoins. And I just want to have a couple of questions that you guys might be able to to educate me. For example, you guys been buying Bitcoin for a long time and holding it, I don't know what, what how you guys do Allegedly. it. Allegedly. Right? <laughs> <laughs> well I'm not uh, admitting but, to anything on the air at this point. <laughs> no, 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 no. But this is this is what I do not understand it. What is the fear? For example, people been buying Bitcoins and holding it or buying and selling, but Sometimes you guys talk about it like the other day, for example, you guys were talking about that the transaction is taking forever. Yep. Uh, so what exactly, how you guys are, uh, are you guys buying and holding it? And how is the transaction out there that is happening? For example, Mark has an answer. If you bought it, if you bought it when it was like in 2013 and it was like a $10 or a hundred dollars a bitcoin right yep so and you've been having that today for example i know that you guys have it but so you guys might be a multi-millionaire by now okay allegedly so, 
well, that's fine too. And <laughs> and for example, if you guys been having that, how can you say one day, you know what? Let me go ahead and have a couple of million dollars in my bank account and 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 exchange it. How you guys exchange it back into US oh, dollar, for example. I know that that's not your cause. That's not what okay. you've been looking for. I so mean, there's a variety of ways to do that. that. Yeah. Um, first, you can go through the easy channels. You could go through the exchanges. So, yeah. for instance, That's the, biggest, the most expedient way. Yeah, the biggest exchange out there is Coinbase, and they would love for you to send your uh, million dollars worth of Bitcoin to them, so that they can change it into a million dollars and put it in your bank account, yep. so that the government now has control over your million dollars, whereas before it did not. And they would certainly love to get your what we call a blacklisted uh, Bitcoin, meaning that. The government doesn't know who owns it, uh, turned into whitelisted Bitcoin, meaning that uh, when you deposit it in your Coinbase account, it is definitely yours. And this is true for Kraken and a variety of other uh, exchanges. But and that, that blacklisted cryptocurrency is one of the reasons why Ian is still in jail, allegedly. Right? That's, because they, ah. he has access, they allege that he has access to cryptocurrency uh, in, in large quantities that he could then access from around the world and skip town. Well, I can tell you That's this. That's the guy who was in jail in, in, in Japan, right? No, nope. I uh, was sit back from Japan. I never was. I mean, I sat in a, uh, a little room f- of theirs for an hour, maybe. Um, what a wasted trip that was. Yeah, that really sucked. But uh, nonetheless, I just came back. Now, Ian is currently in jail. Um, the, the studios were raided about two weeks ago. And it wow. was for unlicensed money transmitting. Now, I don't think the 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 charges are going to hold up, but the, there's an old saying in Coptum, you can beat the rap, but you can't beat the ride. And currently, he is not beating the ride. He is uh, in jail, and, and we're hoping to get him out soon. We'll see. So, so that way, let me, let me ask you this. So that way, you guys can say that those millionaires that, for example, Eli Moss buy a billion of dollars into Bitcoin. How is that okay for him and for Ian? It's it's a crime. Look, um, I'm not working for the prosecution, so I can't answer that question. Right, uh, right, right. I will I take see. a shot as to why it's okay for Elon Musk. Elon Musk is not being accused of money transmitting. Elon Musk is just purchasing Bitcoin like your average person off the street. And for the for okay. the for the federal government. If you run everything through the proper channels and give them their cut, they're less likely to come after you. Right. What this uh, what this really comes down to is, are you buying and selling Bitcoin in the way that the government wants you to? And if you're not, then they're going to be upset about it because, yeah. like like Rich said, they just need to get their cut. Right. If you If you get onto the exchange and you purchase Bitcoin from the exchange and then you sell it for a profit – and you get your, you know, your tax form at the end of the year, and there's a little line item on there that says, you know, uh, cryptocurrency gains, and you put in the proper amount that they can validate and verify, and you pay your taxes on it. The likelihood is that they will leave you alone. Yep. Okay. So my final question is to you guys before I let you go. Uh, before I let you go, is this? So let's say that you bought it in 2013, and you have. $20 million, for example, in Bitcoin. Okay. If you exchange it and if you pay those uh, fees, those taxes yep. or those fees, you're totally fine? As best I understand, sure. Yeah. Right. I don't think that's, I don't think that's, anyone's claiming that that's a crime. 
but then your value goes to oh. like ten million dollars of Bitcoin. And you know what? If it ever be, if it ever came to that, you know, you you can call me uh, a hypocrite if you want to. But if it ever got to that point where I was holding on to that many dollars worth of Bitcoin, I might just, you know, give my cut and then retire. Well, right. I'll say yeah, this. Max Kaiser, um, who is a huge proponent of cryptocurrency out there, says as long as you can trade dollars for Bitcoin, you should. His proposal is, is that at some point, Bitcoin will actually become the money. And, you know, I understand why people want to take their chips and go home. I don't know when it's going to be. But I don't think I would ever trade in all my crypto. I don't no, know. No, okay, yeah, I'm not saying all, necessarily trade at all. Say, let's say, I mean, a few years ago, you used to say that you used to have $20,000. And today you have $40 million, for example, in, yeah, yeah. in, right. in Bitcoin. I mean, why not change it $20, I mean, $20 million and keep it on your bank account? <laughs> put it on different asset and just leave from there. Yeah, sure. The That's what I'm saying. My That's- answer would be this, that private jets, yachts, private islands, mansions, these things don't interest me. I mean, they may, they probably interest lots of people. There's lots of sh- TV shows about them and these kind of things. But, right. you know, I'm a, a gold premier flyer on United and they take really good care of me. I'm fine with uh, flying on United first class. Um, they means Premier means that they upgrade you from the economy seat that you paid for right, to, right, right, right. to first class. And I love that. Um, but I wouldn't – I mean I have yet to pay for a first class ticket. I'm not going to do that because mm-hmm. I don't want to. Um, so, it makes sense. Yeah. For me, I – and the studio that we're currently in is being broadcast from a New Englander built – that's a type of house, New Englander uh, – built in 1880 – and, you know, it's kind of shabby. doesn't quaint, really matter. Quaint. Okay, quaint. I know. I've... Go ahead, Robert. It's going through. However, I just want to ask you, because you guys sometimes talk about how the delayed it is, how long would it take for those, like if you choose to uh, exchange uh, Bitcoin, let's say a million dollar or $20 million into, from Bitcoin into U.S. dollars, how long would it take based on the dynamics and those delays that you guys have been talking about? I mean, I I, I want to say not very long if you go through one of the exchanges, right? A lot of the a lot of the delays that you hear us refer to are more person to person, peer to peer transactions. Like if you wanted if you wanted to spend Bitcoin uh, at the you know at the local convenience store, right? You you might end up with a transaction that's delayed longer than you would standing there at the checkout stand, right? Like if, if, if it takes if it takes five minutes to clear that transaction, you don't want to be holding up the line for five minutes while your Bitcoin goes through, right? And conversely, you can pay well, more fees, uh, you know, for that trade uh, to kind of expedite it. Um, and then for Bitcoin, those fees become a little cumbersome to pay uh, for those, you know, for those small transactions. Yeah, you don't want to buy a cup of coffee with Bitcoin. Right. Because the fee is going to be more than the cup of coffee at this point to make it happen right away. But if you're, but if you're doing it on the exchange, you just like, you know, click the button. Here's my million dollars of Bitcoin. You can just go ahead and do that. I hope that Bitcoin reach a uh, $100,000. So Me too. Soon. So that you guys can continue becoming more and more millionaire, but you guys are not into exchanges. So. All right. <laughs> Thank you for the call, Robert. All right. Thank you, Have guys. I appreciate that. 603-283-6160. Uh, that's 603-283-6160. Uh, Free Talk Live. More coming up after this. 
News from news.bitcoin.com. U.S. Postal Service files a patent for new blockchain voting method. Warren Buffett changes his opinion on gold. Maybe Bitcoin is next. $6 billion Acon cryptocurrency city underway. Former Prudential CEO says now's the time to buy Bitcoin. Bitcoin.com is your source for getting started with cryptocurrencies. Getting a wallet, buying Bitcoin cash, mining, and all the latest cryptocurrency news at news.bitcoin.com. Subscribe to Bitcoin.com's YouTube channel, too. Free Talk Live. And we're back. Like the announcer said, Free Talk Live. 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. Don't adjust your headset. It is I. Richie Rich sitting in the first chair, along with Tyler and Mark. Welcome to the show, gentlemen. Thank Welcome you. To the second hour. How am I doing, by the way? You're doing fine. fine. All right. I mean, you know, nothing's on fire. I believe in you, Rich. I, I appreciate that. Yeah. I got I got the thumbs up from the captain uh, nice. in, in between the break there. Yeah. So As he was calling in to tell about the cameras not working, which we, <laughs> which we fixed before he called. By the way, true. So we appreciate yes, I did it. nailing it. <laughs> Nailed it. Okay. Do you know what the source for that is? What? The term nailed, nailed it? it? The, yes. No. I, carpenters, I'm assuming. <laughs> okay. No, but the, the, I hope the, so. <laughs> yeah. The way that I said it with the inflection, yeah. I stole it from somewhere, mm. and it's not the show nailed it, because <laughs> that came after I was already doing the nailed it. So you don't know? I don't recall where I got it from, but if he's also- 603-283-6160, if you happen to know where the original nailed it came from- Six zero three two eight three six one six zero. Fill me in, uh, but we do have a caller on the line. Okay, so sh- great. Shall we go? Let's do this. That's again. what we do. Yeah, that's what we do here. We take your calls at the number that Mark just gave out six zero three two eight three sixty one sixty. Ishmael Isaac. Yeah, this is. Yeah, this is Ishmael Isaac. I'm calling from Bromock, Florida. We have some very serious stuff going on here. Uh, it used to be very, very tough to get a job and things, and you know we were short in cash. And also we had charities who wanted to help. So we came up with this idea. It's three phases. There was stimulus cash machines. The first cash machines were like unlimited cash. And they were great. They're even better than the Fed because they printed out real money in cash instead of just electronic digits. What do you mean real money? Uh, like an ATM spitting out Federal Reserve notes or you guys had your own currency? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it wasn't counterfeit, obviously, because the Fed does the same thing, you know. So we're just following their lead. But we're even doing a better job of it. I don't know if you know about the stimulus uh, bill, but it wasted a lot of money. We've so is it spitting out U.S. dollars, people. Ishmael? Yes. Okay. Because that's what I was, I was concerned if it was a community currency or something like that. Which is fine. That's not Well, that's we all voted on it here in the community, so it was democratically approved. Okay. So, basically, where do we get the money from? I mean, obviously, the federal government uh, prints it. Uh, the Federal Reserve prints well, it. Well, pro- that was a problem. We printed up some, and uh, we printed up too much, and some drug addicts were uh, using the money for drugs, and they just they got out of hand. Well, what that do you expect when you give Hold on. free money to everybody? Ishmael, are you claiming that, they, uh, that the community printed... U.S. dollars? Well, yeah, we uh, decided not to print, vote on it. Printed, I mean, it was, uh, yeah. Put, I mean, we needed the money, 
It helped with charity. The community is doing great. It's like an endless party, really. They were, they were handing out free stimulus money to anyone who wanted it, denominated in Federal Reserve notes, printed by the feds. And I would presume lots of people want the free money. Drug dealers or drug users. <laughs> yeah, right. Or drugs. <laughs> Indeed. Um, so, yeah, it, go ahead. It, it became a problem, though, obviously. You don't say. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like a problem. Yeah, yeah. So we had to give out machines that only limited to $1,400. Oh, shucks. So then we did that. You had, had machines that were giving out more that... than $1,400? No, he said <laughs> unlimited. We tried to keep it secret. Who was funding this operation? Like, who uh, was, who was, I don't know, who was putting the... I don't know, just a bunch of technocrats. Well, I live in an RV park, and it's hard to find jobs and things, and yeah, we yeah. had a lot of right. spare time. So a, a, but, uh, a benefactor just showed up with an ATM full of cash and said... Yeah, just take as much as well, you we want. Well, we created ourselves, actually. Right. We got together. We decided, you know, like uh, Ergist, I guess, or what do you call it? Uh, we tried to do, we, we wanted to prove we could do better in the Fed and the government. Okay. So we just decided to do it in a slim manner and not waste the money on uh, needless stuff. Right. So you know, I, we didn't want to use the money to take our politicians or pay off our politicians or anything like that. I think but we're yeah, hearing that aspect of it, but problem, where is the money coming from is what we're all sitting here wondering. Well, we, we created the value. We just print the money. People value money. So are you printing your own dollars out of thin air? Well, we had to stop that. Well, let me just finish up here. We had to stop that run because it just became too wild. And then we went to a second round of the $1,400 machines, and then we just hand those out one to each person. But, I'm hoping this is an and, allegory uh, for something else, because it sounds like counterfeit. If you're, if well, you're, if you're printing I don't know, it yourself. Well, then the Fed would be counterfeiting. Well, I that's true already. It. Yeah, but the Fed, the Fed has a monopoly on the creation of money, yeah. um, or close to it. It's uh, I'd say the Mint could probably uh, make an argument. Well, but... why do they have a monopoly if they, nobody voted on it? I don't understand that part. Uh, they had a little meeting back in 1913 at a place called uh, Britain, uh, excuse me, Jekyll, at, Island. Uh, Jekyll Island, and they decided that this was best. So you basically went to like your, your Canon copy machine, put in like a hundred dollar Federal Reserve note, and then hit the copy button a hundred yeah. times. Well, it's a little more uh, sophisticated than that. The latest machine, we actually tapped into the Federal IRS database and the Federal Employment database. And and if you like really need the money and want to quit your job, it prints out even more cash, so it pays you not to work. Okay. That. This seems like a conspiracy theory right up your alley, Tyler. <laughs> yeah. Well, it it might sound like someone's admitting to a crime. I'm not quite <laughs> sure, but that's what it sounds like. It sounds like somebody decided that they were just going to start printing money and handing it out to people and saying, hey, we can do it better than the Fed. But, uh, and we voted on it, so it's okay. Right, and that made it democratic, therefore legal somewhere. I don't know. Maybe. Probably not. Um, sounds sketchy, though. Right, so we're we're going to let you go, Ishmael, before you admit to anything else uh, <laughs> that could have the feds show up at your window with bear cats and hook claws trying to fight their way into that thing. Yeah, don't try and beat them at their own game. Thanks for the call. Thank you for the call. Yes, sir. Well, uh, I think it's um, I no. think it's an interesting notion because I mean, while he's while I don't know whether I believe any of that story, right. but um, I would say that. You know, what What business does the Fed have creating money when a little town in Florida can't? So I was I was in a class uh, some weeks ago 
and we had to get up in front of the class and kind of just it was it was a like a an exercise in public speaking. Mm-hmm. Tell us something interesting. Um, and I got up and told my Don't story. ever tell that to a libertarian. <laughs> what? Tell us something interesting. <laughs> oh no, because it's not going to be interesting. <laughs> so I, you know, so I get up in front of the class, and this is this is like a long-standing story that I tell with a payoff similar to what Ish, uh, what uh, Ishmael was trying to say there. And you know, so I get up there, and I'm I'm Richard Rich, and I, I'm Richard Rich. Um, do you people in the audience want to create infinite wealth in your life? Right, and I'm going. Oh, I've got your attention already. Right, infinite wealth in my life. So I'm going to say three words, and I want you to write these words down, because this is going to be the most important three words you've ever written on a piece of paper. You get ready? Post-dated checks. <laughs> and so I go on with the story that, you know, the post-dated checks, I don't make out, when I need to pay someone, I don't make out, you know, you, you Tyler, if I owed you money, like 10 bucks or whatever, I wouldn't make out a check to you, Tyler, mm-hmm. I'd make it out to cash, and I'd post-date it five years out. And then you'd have this check that says cash on it, but you can't do anything with it for five years. Mm-hmm. But you could pass it off as cash because it right now it's as good as cash, right? right. And I would just continue to do this anytime I owed someone else money, uh-huh. and you owing other people money for your daily transactions was continue to pass on this post dated check made out to cash. As long as someone's willing to accept it. As long, but it's it's as good as cash. Yeah, right? if people know angry. how checks work, they will accept it because it's made out of cash. It's made out of cash. You just can't, you know. And by the time the five years rolls around, I close that bank account and no one can do anything with it. Right, right. and then it all stops somewhere. And don't forget, post dating checks is illegal. But it doesn't. But it doesn't stop anywhere. <laughs> I'm not sure that's true. Uh-huh. You, you can accept the post-dated check. What's wrong with post-dated checks? Um, it's not the problem. Isn't accepting it. The problem's you, writing it. If you want a really easy explanation, like the the dumbest version of what how fiat currency works, basically imagine like you go into a Dave and Buster's and they only let you use their cash to play their games and to buy their drinks and stuff. I've yeah. got like a Dave and Buster's card with over 100 bucks on it. Well, there you go. We yeah. Because we, I, I moved here and there wasn't one near me. Yep. And then they put one up near me and it's closed due to COVID. Maybe there. Uh, of course. So if you so don't accept post dated checks, but if you had more to add to that, 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. More free talk live. Coming up. In the main chair tonight, it is me, Richie Rich, along with Tyler and Mark. And so, you, go ahead, Tyler. I was going to say, so to get back to my fiat currency analogy, the real basic one, um, basically how it works is like you go into a Dave & Buster's, they have an in-house currency that allows you to buy things and play their games. At Chuck E. Cheese, we call these tokens. Right, tokens at a Chuck E. Yes. Cheese. Another good example, right? Basically what fiat currency is, is the government came along and they made their Chuck E. Cheese tokens, but they go... Everything in this country is part of our Chuck E. Cheese, and you can use our tokens yep. at all of these vendors, right? So this yep. guy who had just recently called Ishmael, call me Ishmael, um, he just <laughs> called and was talking about printing their own money. Uh, technically, in a vacuum, that would work, right? If you're using this currency in your trailer park, and it's good for other people in the trailer park, that's fine. Well, it's just when you start to use your Chuck E. Cheese tokens somewhere else, then, you know, the Chuck E. Cheese owners, a.e. the Fed, are going to go, no, 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 you can't use those tokens here. Community currency 
mm-hmm. is not illegal as far as I know. They, w- they took on the Ithaca hours. They literally sued them. Okay. You know, so... But that's not the... There's like there's a Wikipedia page that I could probably okay. pull up with a whole list sure, I of know. failed community curves. What, what you need to understand is look at this case here where the Federal Bureau of Investigations busted into a radio program two weeks ago over people buying and selling Bitcoin. There's nothing illegal about what those people were doing, and we had legal opinions saying so. This was a raid that should have been a memo, should have been a telephone call. But instead, they busted in, and they did what they wanted because they have unlimited funds. And then they complained that Ian can't get out of jail because he might have too much money. They have unlimited wealth and are able to wander around free as birds. He, on the other hand, does not have unlimited wealth and must sit in jail. They aren't fair, Richie. I'm not... I'm Disabuse dis- yourself of the notion no. that they operate on anything that remotely resembles fairness. No. Look, look, I realized when this raid occurred, uh, it took me days to realize it, I realized that I had been operating on some level of fa- uh, belief that the FBI was a fair organization. I have now disabused myself of that. Okay. Because they're not. I'm not, I'm not operating from the standpoint that I think they're, they're fair and equitable. Okay. But- and I and I don't really know how what Ishmael was saying about generating you know trailer park tickets mm-hmm. you know trailer park tokens is at all relevant or similar to or congruous with uh, the you know the the raid on the the bitcoins here the raid uh, the, the congruity is this the Federal Bureau of Investigations and all government uh, organizations are. Uh, con- the constituted as unfair organizations. Okay, sure. They get to do whatever they want, and they never have to say they're sorry. Rules for thee and not for me. Again, I got all that. Mm-hmm. But if, but if, if Chuck E. Cheese or Dave and Buster's can print tokens for whatever reason, mm-hmm. right? You know the uh, uh, the the oh, where the, the Burma, Florida trailer park, mm-hmm. right? Can can barter with whatever they wish. Um, what I what I think was confusing with his call is it sounded like they were counterfeiting Federal Reserve notes, sure, to be used elsewhere. Right, and and that to me is obviously an analogy and a joke. Okay, okay, let's abandon that for a second. <laughs> okay, what we're finding out here, part of the analogy is to say that the federal government, in the form in this case of the Federal Reserve, operates by a set of rules that if you operated by them, you would most assuredly go to jail. Right. Which, which is why I brought up my, you know, post check analogy. Because if they've, it written, they've written laws that they don't follow when they're inconvenient for them. They make them up on the fly. They interpret them differently. Ian had two uh, opinions from lawyers. And remember, when the Supreme Court makes a ruling, it's called an opinion. He had two opinions from attorneys that said that he was not money transmitting. Okay. And the FBI had these opinions. Okay. And... They chose to raid him and point guns at, our, at my co-hosts and destroy my studio and maliciously pull wires out of the back of the machines, even though they knew he didn't know that he was breaking the law. They never picked up the phone and said, hey, man, you know, this is bothering us a little bit, and maybe you could uh, you know, you know, do this thing or that thing, and it would make us a little happier or anything like that, because they chased him for five years, and she is literally Ishmael, excuse me, she's literally Ahab chasing the white whale. Okay. This is the FBI agent. Does it sound to you like what I'm saying is disputing that in any way? Yes. You think that you can kite uh, checks made to cash 
for ad infinitum and that it's not illegal. No. And if you you need to let so go. Mark, so Mark bought way too far in to my analogy because the reason I tell that story, the, the payoff is that that's what the Fed does. The Federal Reserve, that's what they have done, right? They, they have these notes that used to be able to trade back in for gold and silver, right, and get actual money for, and then at some point, they stopped doing that, and people still pass around Federal Reserve notes as though they had this backing. So my, my example with the kiting of the checks to create infinite wealth is an allegory. Sure, it's a an, joke. An illustration of what the Fed, what the Federal Reserve already does. Because you know, surely you will go to jail if you do it, and Americans right. know surely that they will go to jail if they get if they stick their head up too high. They don't know what the laws are because right. no one could. Somebody with four lifetimes wouldn't have enough time to read the laws. Right. But they do know that these organizations, calling themselves the government, will enact anything they wish to come after them. Right. I can t- can't tell you how many people will not speak to me right now because they think I'm too radioactive because of this investigation going on. They know nothing about my life. They just won't speak to me okay. because they're scared and they should be scared because the FBI is a bunch of, wait for it, murderous, lying, thieving, child pornography bastards. Right. Oh, okay. So I'll, back to my analogy briefly. Criminals run our government. It's there to illustrate partially that very point right not actual uh financial advice for people i know it's not financial advice. okay the the issue i think that i have with your explanation was the fact that right writing a post-dated check is illegal right Uh, right why don't you look it up on the internet i believe you (laughs) well just look it up i mean why would you believe a flesh and blood monkey when you have the sum of the world's knowledge to you 90 degrees from you okay i will look it up but it seems bizarre to me Right, that a grappling hook is going to come through my window and take out, and they're going to like rife through all my things because I'm going out of town and I left my landlord my rent check. They just told early. Ian he couldn't travel to Mexico or couldn't travel get out of jail because he might travel to Mexico on a rubber chicken. All right, I mean they're that they'll they'll do whatever they want. Let's not pretend that. We all honestly think that the reason the FBI wanted to go after Ian was because of some Bitcoin thing. Yep. Because here's the deal. If it was about Bitcoin, why couldn't, like Mark said, they just give him a call and say, what are you doing over here? Let's talk about it. Or maybe just come knock on the door and ask him about it. No, they sent armed men with plate carriers and AR-15s to go well, stand out behind Bearcats and raid the building. Let's talk about that on the other side because... Um, if it's about what he says on air, that's also been disputed. Free Talk Live at 603-283-6160. Free Talk Live. Everyone has a different war. For some, in the UN peacekeeping mission to Grenya, the struggle is just to survive. For others, it's to remain sane. For the rebels of the freehold of Grenya, their war is for their very way of life. They'll do everything and anything to stop this invasion. And they mean to make the enemy suffer. Because physical wounds heal. Freehold. Defiance. A collection of hard-hitting tales gathered by series creator Michael Z. Williamson and BaneBooks.com.
And we're back. Free Talk Live, 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. I'm here, sitting in the main chair, Richie Rich, along with... Tyler. And Mark. And we're going to continue this discussion because I don't I don't know how, uh, but it's it seems like I'm the bad guy <laughs> somehow. Whereas I I generally agree with a lot of what uh, you were saying, Mark, with regards to you know the the federal government being this uh, om, om, omnipotent, violent organization that follows no rules, does whatever they want. I think they follow a. Um you know, a, a loose reading of the rules. Okay. Yeah. And I guess you have to, you have to get to a certain level of prominence to get on their radar. Uh-huh. So my, my claim was if I write my landlord a rent check, you know, and I post dated a week. Yep. Sure. I might be breaking the law. Are you familiar with the book? Three felonies a day that yes. posits that average American commits three felonies per day. Yes. I'm okay. aware of the book. I haven't read it. So fine. You know, felony check kiting for the post-dated rent check yep. that'll never never see the light of day probably not probably not and then we we extrapolate that out uh to the raid on the free talk live studios yep and there are um musings mullings yep. on social media from people in the know i yep. guess i, I don't want to necessarily name names or, or point things out that the reason that this uh that the these the crypto six are in trouble is because they're doing real activism, mm-hmm. whereas everyone else on the internet is just keyboard warriors talking behind a chair, never getting out and doing the real thing. I go, well, Free Talk Live is just a radio show, right? All we do is talk, and if if talking, you know, if if they're not going to go after the keyboard warriors because that's all talk, and talk isn't worth the time of day. Well, then why go after Free Talk Live when we're, we, all we do is talk? There's no activism in Free Talk Live necessarily. There are, there are hosts of Free Talk Live that do activism separately from the radio show. Certainly, um, every movement needs the doers, but every movement needs the talkers too. The talkers inform, and Free Talk Live is on 200 radio stations across the country. Um, we just had a quarter million downloads in the month of March. We are um, a a good-sized, a medium-sized fish. I mean, we're not Joe Rogan or anything like that. Although, you know, there were the days that we were the number one podcast in the world. But those days are gone. Yeah. Um, there was a day where the top Twitter guy had 50,000 followers. Yeah. Right? That, that, those were the days, right? Those were the days. I don't know where he's at, but he's probably at 100 now. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, yeah. So, I mean, you know, those are those are good numbers, but they're not just stellar or whatever they are. So, um, you need the talkers and you need the doers. Sure. No, I reject the notion that um, somehow it's the doers that do everything and the talkers do nothing. Because um, what I would say to this is is that, look, um, they clearly came after Ian. Obviously. There were five people doing a variety of different things. Allegedly. Allegedly. Well, yeah. they were doing things. Okay. That's, there's no doubt that they were doing things, right? And of those things... They were doing some of them were doing the things that uh, some of the things that made the FBI mad more frequently than Ian was. And those people got, um, you know, lesser charges, lesser um, were released on bond, you know, like a variety of things. So 
What I would say is, is that Free Talk Live has been an easy plum to be picked by the FBI. Why? Because if I listened to the bail hearing, unlike likely the both of you, um, because it was boring and <laughs> uh, I watched the first one. I didn't hear the, well, the, the one that a lot of us got in on the, the Zoom thing. Tell right? me if I'm messing anything up. OK. They basically said he's a sophisticated cyber criminal, a kingpin. I believe this term they used that he uh, facilitated uh, Internet uh, scammers in romance scams and a variety of other scams in getting Bitcoin and ripping off the American public, right? That's fair. Okay. Why isn't the FBI going after the Internet scammers? Uh, well, they might be. They can't. The Internet scammers aren't in America, and okay. the FBI doesn't have any jurisdiction over it. So, um, you know, they're, they're just, they're like, gosh, it makes us so mad. Well, there's this radio program where this guy, they keep on talking crap about us, where they call us murderous, lying, uh, pedof- excuse me, uh, child pornographers. I don't know if they're pedophiles or not, but I know that in March 2015, they just were the largest distributor of child pornography on the planet. I know they not only took over a website that distributed child pornography, but they upgraded the site. And continue so to run it. So that people could download more child pornography. I also know that a small fraction of 1% of those people were picked up and arrested, and, and, um, and, and almost nothing happened to those people. So, to I'm going to cut you off there real quick, Mark, because we have nobody on line three calling from jail. Presumably. Presumably. So Middle button. Middle button. Nobody. Nobody. Talk live. Nobody's here. <laughs> How are you, sir? Hey, not bad. Not it's good bad. to hear your voice, man. Spit it out. What good you got? To hear yours too. I'm trying to turn you up so I hear you more. Okay. You got four hey. minutes. Make it make it stellar. Huh? You've got four minutes. Make it stellar. I'll do my best. Are we on the air? Yes. Talk. <laughs> ah, go, okay. man. Go. You know the drill. Well, hey, this is nobody calling from. Some county jail in New Hampshire. I'm still not entirely sure where the hell I am. They they black bagged um, you and dragged you in, and haven't seen the sun uh, in two weeks now. Don't oh, let, don't interrupt him. Okay. Go. Yeah, he can't hear. Just talk, nobody. Um. Anyway, I'm. Uh, are they, oh, are they drugging him? God, and they're locking us down right now. Well, that's the okay. way it goes. Well, at least I managed to get through. Hopefully tomorrow night I'll be able to get through and say things. All the best to you. We are uh, trying to get people to send you commissary, trying to get them to send you uh, books and pictures and, and letters and those kind of things, and we hope the best for you. And once we get the address, uh-huh. we'll put that up on the crypto6.com. Okay. Uh-huh. Free Talk Live. Poor nobody. Black yeah. bagged. Sorry, nobody. Can you imagine not knowing where you are? Like, literally, taken away and don't know where you are. I mean, surely you could find okay. out. Okay, so in all fairness, I can imagine that with nobody without having been arrested. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's not on drugs now. Okay, obviously not. <laughs> Presumably, now. but they but, may have him on drugs. For but all prior I know. to the arrest, I can imagine a scenario where nobody woke up and did not know where he was. Yeah, that, is that, is that I, not fair? I can only imagine that okay. that's true. Okay, I I concede that point, Counselor. Okay. <laughs> yes, absolutely. So, uh, back to what you were saying. We've had Mark. him nodding off on the air here. <laughs> right. Like, oh, man. <laughs> Where the, am I? The greatest thing about co-hosting with nobody is like, there's no prep whatsoever, right? He's such a brilliant guy. Yeah, he's he, so funny. He plops down in the chair and just says Right. Stuff. He does not bring show prep. 
and but he he's got you know just in his mind the pre-prepared stuff i don't need it with him uh you know i've been i've been frustrated with him in the past believe me there have been more than one conversation between ian and i regarding nobody and it's because you know he violates all the rules of free talk live pre-host behavior you know um basically you need to come in with three pieces of show prep you need to be in clean and sober tyler (laughs) <laughs> and, and uh, you know, I mean, I don't think nobody's been clean and sober for more than an hour any day that I've known him. Two weeks now. <laughs> so we presume. Oof. Maybe they got him on Thorazine. He's doing the shuffle. I don't even know what that is. It's some kind of cheap uh, anti, like, you know, mental, uh, anti-psychotic kind of med that oh, okay. uh, they give people in uh, jails and institutions in order to keep them from banging on doors and things like that. Okay. Yeah. They'd love to give it to everybody. Time to take your meds. Well, maybe it'll be in the next vaccine. But I, I will, uh, in finishing up, I will say that uh, nobody has proved me wrong over and over again. The guy is a source of immense talent uh, on the radio. Uh, you know, whether whether I think he's, you know, <laughs> whether I think he's, uh, you know, worthy of putting a CEO of a business or something like that, probably not. Depends what business. No, perhaps. He can organize. He can definitely organize. Uh, your thoughts? Maybe coming up on nobody. Anything else going on? The crypto6.com. One more quick plug for that. 603-283-6160. 603-283-6160. More free talk live coming up. Free Talk Live, 603-283-6160. That's the number to call if you have anything of value to add to the current conversation that's going on right now. Uh, 603-283-6160. Uh, sitting here in the first chair, it is I, Mr. Richie Rich, along with... Tyler. And Mark. And we, we cut into our conversation briefly because we thought we were going to have nobody on the phone. And then we lost him to a lockdown. Womp, womp. Womp, womp, womp. Um, but we, we had, I think, an interesting discussion going on, and I don't know if we concluded it satisfactorily. You have to tell me what it was at this point. Oh, okay. <laughs> We've talked about it. I'll recap for you, Mark. Um, the, the, the idea that Ian is the target of the feds and everything else going on around the Crypto 6 um, is just a basis to get Ian and yes. Free Talk Live. That's my theory. The Okay, And I do think that they want to take Free Talk Live off the air. I don't think they can take Free Talk Live off the air in the most direct ways because we still have a First Amendment. And Ian has designed Free Talk Live. Um, Ian and I have designed Free Talk Live in order to not be personality-based. It is not the Ian and Mark show. It's not the Ian show. It's not in those things. It's Free Talk Live. And But people treat it as though it is Ian all the time. I can assure you I've done this for almost 20 years now, and people absolutely treat it as though it's the Ian Freeman show. And they attempt to use advertising and their AMP program and these sorts of things to control what Ian says far more than they try to do it with me. 
Well, because you don't say anything as extreme. I just called you. the FBI a bunch of child pornographers. You don't think that that's an extreme thing to say? Well, no, it's I like do. you were saying earlier, Mark. You've got you've got the activists, and then you have the talkers, yep. right? Ian's both. Yes, he Ian's is. out there doing the activism, yep. talking, being an example to yep. people, and in some cases, inspiring people. I mean, I'm, the press. I'm not an activist per se. I do like to have conversations and I like to get the word out there, but I'm not out there doing the things Ian's doing by far. But I will say that it's because of you guys that I even came to New Hampshire. So, I mean, like, Free Talk Live is effective. And that's what, sure. that's what I think the state's worried about, the feds. They're okay. worried about the fact that it's actually effective and people are listening to this and they're actually getting their minds changed because they're being faced with radical, rational, logical points that paint the state in a negative light. And obviously they don't want that. I think that um, I, we may have just stumbled. I may have just stumbled across something. You, you may have helped me uh, stumble across something here is that Ian gets the press. So when um, people don't care much about what's said on the Internet, they care about what's written on the Internet. Fair. Okay. Yeah, they don't, you know, the FBI isn't going to sit around. They probably, you know, like the punishment role at the FBI is you got to sit and listen to Free Talk Live two hours a day every day and uh, go through and see if you can find a crime and what they say. And they've long since abandoned that particular job. Okay. And maybe we're converting the FBI agents. I don't know. Good luck. But um, writing things down, I mean, I have a Google uh, search thing for Free Talk Live, Ian Freeman, Ian Bernard, Mark Edgington, and Mark Edge. Right. And anything that's written on the Internet, boop, it comes up in my box. So it's not hard at all to find out what did Ian Freeman say. OK. It is, um, you know, and, and then you get to encapsulate it much more because the reporter is going to coalesce it down to the crystallized, most interesting thing. Um, and so basically, because Ian gets the press out there, that's why they want to take well, down okay. Ian and hopefully take down Free Talk Live. Part of that goes to the point of the doing is what what he's in trouble for, not necessarily it, the No, the press calls him about things he never did. They call him, hey, what do you, this, this thing just happened. What do you think about it? And then he'll tell them. Okay. The, I mean, he at this point is their go-to source for a comment on activism in New Hampshire. Well, and again, because the doing part, the, you, 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 Tyler, said that he is an activist. He's out there doing things. Yep. So he's the most visible yes. activist. Ian forego, has foregone on many occasions uh, the, the largest voice of liberty in, uh, in return for bothering meter, meter mates. Let me ask you this right now. Let's say Ian doesn't – this doesn't end well for Ian, right? Good. Who's going to take up his spot and who's going to be out there doing the same activism or more – Talking, you know, nightly on the radio, saying the things that he's saying, catching the press that he's catching. Who's going to do that right now? It's not going to be me. I don't yeah. believe what he, Ian does is effective. Okay. I think that it's uh, basically a waste of time and infuriates the uh, the state. And an infuriated state is not particularly useful. I don't think the Free State Project is going to go far enough. And the people that get it to go far, perhaps are going to make it work, are not activists, but in fact uh, legislators that have been elected. Okay. I think the best thing to do is, is go find a piece of land, set up your libertarian paradise, and get left alone. Mm -hmm. So uh, to to address part of your question, uh, Tyler, as Mark said, you know, Free Talk Live is set up so that you know there there's many more hosts uh, doing many different things, and that's one of the things that I said. You know, the the first night that I was back on after the rage, which was like a couple of Sundays ago, um, you know, and talking to Captain Kickass, I, I said like, Hail Hydra. Mm -hmm. Right, because you you can you can arrest Ian, nobody, yep. Aria, 
and look at that. We we still filled three. Cut seats off the head tonight. and then uh, yeah, more grow and uh, you know and and people. Hydra is a very bad organization in the comics, but I I get the analogy. Right. <laughs> the, the analogy is that of the Hydra. Yes. Right. That you know where there there's there's a litany of people going like I'm available. I want to sit in. I have something important to say. You know, give me the free talk live platform, and I will get my voice out there. Interestingly, if you want to do Marvel uh, analogies. The uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier series is out now, and I've watched the first two episodes, which is how many there are. The Red Fist or the yeah, whatever. the yeah. Flag Smashers. Yeah, okay. Um, the Flag Smashers with their uh, the red handprint. Yeah. Um, one world, one people, is their saying. They haven't at this point said anything that what the red uh, that what the uh, Flag Smashers is doing is in fact bad, but they're sending people after them over and over again. It is interesting. Right from a libertarian perspective, I don't. I'm I'm also watching the show. Yep. I don't know whose side I'm on yet. <laughs> right, I'm, I keep on watching, and I want to know why is the uh, the 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 flaming fist of freedom being attacked by uh, you know the good guys? Well, because the good guys are working for the government. That's, yeah, they sure are. That's part of and it. And there's no explanation for it either. It's not like yeah, they they got some good ideas, but in fact they're uh, trying to kill people. Yeah, or something. You so, don't see that. Right. So back back to the analogy. You know, mm-hmm. free talk live, multiple hosts, more more coming on board. You know, as we speak, as we need to fill these roles, um, who's going to step up to do the activism? I don't know. Depending on you know the the type of activism you're anticipating that you're looking for. Uh, well, and that okay. So, and that's my point, right? Like, I'm not me personally. I think that I sit in where ninety percent of libertarians sit. They they come to the Free State Project, maybe they get here, and then they go, oh. I'm not here for activism. I'm here to buy my piece of land, to start my farm, to be right. left alone. Sorry, Tyler. We're gonna. I'm going to interrupt you again. I apologize. We have nobody back on the line, and we're going to give this another shot. All right. All right. Just tell him to talk. Nobody, you are on the air. Talk, buddy. All right. I'm. I'm. I am here. If If you can turn up the volume to this line, it would be. Uh, it would be a big help. Um. I'm I'm deaf and these phones are terrible and it's a big echoey room. But uh yeah, I'm I'm in jail. Ah, I'm in jail. Um apparently the uh fundraiser that I was uh doing for my church uh got somebody in the federal government upset and uh now somehow it's not really a fundraiser for a church, even though every single dime raised is still in the church account. So, uh, and it's actually been tripled since. But, uh, so I'm sitting here in jail, and I will probably, I don't know, there's there's going to be a bail hearing next week, hopefully. Um, Ian already got turned down for bail. It's likely that I will be turned down for bail. Um, but until then, I'm trying to be uh, relatively quiet. Um, I'd like to shout out to my uh, Indiana Gun Church friends. Uh, I would love to have a, a letter from you guys so I knew how to how to call you. Um, I know we don't normally do shout, out, shout outs, but uh, I don't know any other way to contact them. Yeah, we'll uh, let that go. Um, what I mean, what, what makes you think that you're not going to get bail? And how are you the only um, one to not have? Well, had a partially the fact that Ian did not. Uh, partially the fact that um, although at first I thought I was going to because the four other defendants did get bail, but I'm told that Ian and I were the only two that the prosecutors wanted held. 
uh, without bail. They were okay with letting the other four go. Yeah, it's, it's worth mentioning that you in the past have refused to cooperate with the FBI. It probably made them very angry, and that perhaps that's why they won't give you bail. Yeah, and my understanding is um, from Melanie that uh, that it's actually this that this is another Phil Christiana production. Yeah, Phil Christiana is like the head of the Boston office of the FBI. All right, hang in there, nobody. Look, I'm sorry, but you're in for a world of pain if you use Coinomi. The reason is their wallet doesn't support payments. The solution is simple. Let them hear your voice. Message Coinomi on Twitter. It takes five seconds and tell them any pay sent you because they're on the fence right now. And your voice will prove that people care about using Bitcoin for payments. Go tweet at Coinomi now or even better, leave a review in the app store. They really pay attention there. Thanks. Free Talk Live. We're back. Free Talk Live, 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. Start of the third hour. We're just powering through here. Uh, This is your host for the evening, first chair, Richie Rich, along with... Tyler. And Mark. And we had nobody on at the end of the last segment, obviously calling from jail. So there's a few things uh, that we talked to him a little bit more during the break that we're going to get out here. Yep. Uh, uh, difficulty is is that he couldn't really hear very well, and I think it's just better if we just talk to him off the air and then spit out the things that he wants to talk about. Right. So there there is a lot of rumors going on. Um, I may have, you know, I've heard them. Yep. Uh, about why nobody was not out like the rest. Um, so I'm going to explain. The rest who aren't Ian. <laughs> the rest who aren't Ian. Yeah. Right. And, but and who have had bail hearings, right? Ian had a bail hearing, was denied. Um, according to nobody, my understanding of how he explained it to me was he was advised by his attorney to stay in detention um, in order to prepare rebuttals f- at the detention hearing. Okay, right? Like if you're, if, he said, if your if your sentence is anything more than ten years, they're very unlikely to let you out on bail because the likelihood of you showing up for court drops down dramatically. Okay. And so in order to get out on bail, when it comes to that... Of course, their conviction hearing, rate probably uh, jumps exponentially. Of course. Yeah. But in order, in order to uh, be prepared for that hearing and rebut their, you know, the, the state's case, uh, he was advised to take detention temporarily while, the, while his attorney's preparing those rebuttals. And then when he has his actual bail hearing, uh, they will be prepared and hopefully he'll be released, uh, obviously, conditionally. Um, that's part one. Yep. You had, did you have something to say to that? Or? No, I mean, okay. I just heard that he, uh, you know, didn't want to get out or something and, um, any, nothing would surprise me with this guy. Right. But I, th- a lot of people assumed myself included that he denied he, yep. or he declined coming out because of arduous conditions, uh, upon his release. Yep. That's mm-hmm. what I heard. Right. So you've heard the same rumors that I did. And, uh, from, from his mouth himself, uh, not the case, not so, not the way we, we uh, thought it would be. Um, at some point on the crypto6.com, we're going to have addresses for uh, Ian 
and nobody when they become available. Yep. You can send, uh, you know, commissary and, uh, you know, letters and, you know, these sorts of things. Letters are going to be important. Nobody is requesting phone numbers with your letter if you want to talk to him. He will call Now, you. a phone call costs quite a bit. Understandable. It's like $3 for a connection fee and then um, like a dollar to be connected and then, you know, like a quarter per minute after that. I have signed up for their little extortion racket online, which cuts out the $3 uh, transaction fee every time. But if I, um, but it, you know, I still have to pay the transaction fee about once every five times. Right. Because they only let you put $50 in the account. And I don't, I don't know how much phone time he's going to have or how many people he's going to be calling during that time or how yep. long he's going to spend talking to you. Uh, but if you would like a phone call from nobody, when that letter goes up on thecrypto6.com. Either way, uh, letters are much appreciated. Yes. And he's also going to be writing uh, a newsletter from prison. Okay. Called The Invisible Hand Newsletter. Oh, good. Uh, go figure. Um, so if you want to subscribe to that and have him write back to you, mention that in your letter to him, and he will make sure to send those out to you. I'm curious if uh, the newsletter, because it's religious, would be uh, part of his free uh uh, you know, um, letters. So the thing is, is that it's different for different places and New Hampshire isn't, um, New Hampshire jail, New Hampshire federal detention is not Florida state jail, but I can say that there are usually free letters for people writing religious and legal stuff. And that, um, you know, some people just use the heck out of those things. So maybe. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, that's that's what he's requesting. And the final uh, request from nobody is he hasn't heard, he hasn't been privy to any of the news articles, media presentations of anything related to the Crypto 6. Yeah, he'd love to have those articles, I'm sure. He would love to have those articles. So if, when the mail goes up, if some if you're willing and able to compile some of the media that's out there regarding print the Crypto up, 6. Print it up, put it in case, an envelope. Right. Print it up, put it in an envelope. Write a letter in the back. Envelope. Perfect. Yeah. That's it. Um, send pictures. I like sending pictures of flowers okay. personally because I like flowers, but not everybody does. Like a, a, a nice picture of a bud, perhaps. <laughs> just, just tease them a little bit. They're all perfect. <laughs> uh, what were we talking about before we were so graciously oh. interrupted? Well, we were talking about Ian and, and activism. I, and activism. I was talking about how the, one of the biggest problems, you know, with the libertarian community is that the majority of us just want to be left alone and just want to live our yeah. lives. And, you know, they don't want to take up the burden of going out and antagonizing the government and making people aware that the government is doing things that are unfair. And that creates an issue. And so when you have people like Ian, they tend to be kind of rare. And I mean, there are a lot of activists out there. And like you said, there's a lot of people that were willing to come in, me included. Like I came back, you know, to help the show when, you know, there were seats that needed to be filled. But I don't think that there's a ton of people out there that are going to go to the levels that Ian did. And I think that's just apparent because they didn't exist before Ian was in jail. I don't think they're all of a sudden going to exist now. In fact, I think the what the feds are trying to do is take a lot of wind oh, out yeah. of the Free Talk right. Live sales and make it if, so people are more scared to come out I, and say something. If you disappeared 100 libertarian, the right 100 libertarian activism mm-hmm. activists, it'd be over. Right. I'm. I'm hoping that it has the opposite effect because what the feds were asking for or trying to accomplish was a chilling effect, right? Look at what we did to, you know, your leader, Ian. Don't try this again. This is how they see it. This is how they see it. 
And so it would be incumbent upon those that can, right? Because we're not, we all have different situations and life situations. Those that can and are willing and able to take up that mantle, uh, now's your time to shine, mm-hmm. right? You know, th- there's obviously a void uh, where a lot of activism used to get done. Um, and someone is now able to step up to that plate. I'm going to take a call. You guys mind? Great. Let's do it. Let's go to the phones. Uh, Scott, you're on the air. Hello. Hello. Is this Scott? Hey. No, this is not. Oh, sorry. Hang in the wrong button. <laughs> Scott, now you're on the air. Yes. Good evening, gentlemen. Good evening. Uh, I, uh, you know, had disagreements with Ian in the past, but he was always a gentleman with me. And, uh, I'll say one thing about Ian. He's extremely brave. Uh, I would not have that kind of courage, and most people would not. Explain to me and the listening audience, what? because I've known Ian, what I've known of him, he's a gentleman. He's not violent. I can tell you that right now. What did he do? What was the crime that the feds are, are, are persecuting him? Would you please explain to me? Uh, do, do you want the indictment? There's there's three of them basically. One of them is yeah, wire. Fr- one of them is wire fraud and conspiracy and, to commit yeah. wire fraud. And con- right. So basically, wire fraud. Okay. Um, and wire fraud is the um, you know the disorderly conduct of the federal level. Everybody's done it. Uh, if you tell something that is false on the telephone or the internet um, or something that's provably false or something you were mistaken or something like that, pop, wire fraud. Go to jail. Like and obviously they don't uh, they don't send too many people to jail over it but this is the thing they uh they find everybody or so, go after everybody so yeah. i'm gonna stop you right there briefly because it is it is my biggest fear that that is the one charge that they're most likely to get them on yeah and there's a lot of wire fraud charges on the indictment yep and they all carry that 10 year thing yep so even if he gets past the money laundering even if he gets past the operating an unlicensed cryptocurrency business yep They've got like seventeen wire. Well, fraud I'm not going to tell you our plans for defeating the wire no, fraud charges. Don't. I but don't I, um, I th- that's don't. the one I fear the most too. Yeah. Secondly, uh, oper- operating an unlicensed money transmission uh, business. Ian has uh, two letters from two attorneys, opinions that claim that he is uh, not operating a money transmission business, and therefore he is not knowingly operating a money transmission business because he didn't know it. Is knowingly in the charge? Well, that's it important. used to be. I okay. don't know if it is now, but it's you know the, these creepy people in the like oh well we got you you know we get you still got still got to jury to go through and then um money laundering which is their claim that ian sold bitcoin to somebody who uh was said they were going to buy drugs with it which i have been there multiple times when ian has turned down people who want who said they wanted to buy drugs or gamble or whatever it is so um i don't believe that one and ian seems to be completely clueless on it all right thank you for the call scott uh, if you'd like to get in, you may do so, 603-283-6160, 603-283-6160, Free Talk Live. Talk Live. You can call in and talk to us, 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. Sitting in the hot seat tonight, it is I, Richard Rich, along with Tyler and Mark. Um, 
I'm going to go right back to the phones because we have uh, we got calls. Uh, that's what you should do. We've got calls. What okay. is the other live read that we need to do? Uh, AnyPay. You want to do it? Yeah, I'm going to need a piece of paper for that one. So um, AnyPay is uh, an organization that let you accept cryptocurrency at your business. And this is the way that Free Talk Live managed to get its original, um, the, the Shire Free Church managed to get uh, get Bitcoin and, and cryptocurrencies is because we were the largest acceptor of cryptocurrencies for advertising for years in the media realm. I mean, obviously, there's other places that were accepting it. Um, but in media, yeah, absolutely. Now you could probably negotiate a sale with some Bitcoin, but that we were doing that in 2012, 2011. So... Um, everybody's talking about buy Bitcoin, uh, but how about earning some Bitcoin? Get paid with it. That's the way. It's money after all. If you want to earn Bitcoin at your business, anypayx.com is the way to do it. Your customers will love it. Everyone in town will talk about your store being the Bitcoin store, and it's just fun. Get the free app and start earning Bitcoin at your business, anypayx.com, anypayx.com. And we go to Jack in New Hampshire, who's spent some time in that prison system. Hey, how we doing, guys? We're well. You guys uh, listen to the show and join it. Hey, I was just listening, and I heard nobody call in, and I uh, just wanted to say, uh, you guys have any idea where he's at? No, which county jail? He said Hampshire? he didn't, and I don't know if that's good or bad, but... Uh, um, <laughs> he uh, said he didn't know where he was entirely. So. Yeah. <laughs> so it's... Uh, <laughs> I believe very, very strongly that he's at the Miramac County Jail in yeah. uh, Bosquin. Oh. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, I was just uh, telling the other guy on the phone that uh, I was in Stratford County with, uh, when Mr. Cantwell was in there, and uh, they don't let you get mail in uh, the county jails usually. Really? Why not? They did not. They didn't. Oh, because you could get, right. um, you know, paraphernalia in there or some drugs sent in or something like that. They deny you the right to get any mail other than an attorney. Wow. Well, I'm going to have yeah, to. Uh... So- um, I'm going to have to work on that because that sounds very much like a constitutional violation. I mean, I well, while I was in prison, the ACL I bought the the uh, ACL U book on inmates' rights, and it was basically an entire book on your right to mail. I mean, they just wrote over and over again that you've got the right to get mail. Now, is that after you've been convicted and sentenced? Because right now, nope. nobody's being can, held. Look, nobody is presumed innocent. By the system, Understood. the system, the system is treating him in a fashion that is so abhorrent to jurisprudence as it was uh, designed by our founders that the people who are doing it ought to be locked up. Understood. But if, if I get picked up, you know, for whatever offense, and they take me to county jail, they're not going to set up a mailing address if I'm getting my hearing like the next day. Sure, nobody's in a different situation, obviously, but maybe not one that requires perhaps. Uh, mail delivery at this point in the game. Sure. There's a period of time that they can probably get away with returning mail or the, the variety of different things. However, there's a period of time that they can't. Right. And I suspect two weeks, they can't. Fair. Jack? Yeah, well, I was just, yeah, like I was saying, they, they deny you that right to get your mail. And then uh, I also wanted to vote. They denied me that right to vote as well. And um, you're absolutely right. The whole system's corrupt. It's dirty and it needs to be fixed. Any suggestions? I, I was held. Uh, I was held almost a. I was held almost a year. Then I bail with this whole yeah. crap with COVID and whatnot. Yeah, and this uh, bail denying thing is is that it's so it's so hilarious to me that on one hand they say that a person who has not been convicted is presumed innocent. Well, if he's presumed innocent, let him go from jail. Ah, oh, but then he'll run. <laughs> well, he will. He will escape down to Mexico. Anybody could run. 
You know, yeah. that's the thing is, is right. that all they have to do is give a charge that has sufficient uh, time and they'll all run, right? I mean, that's what the claim is. They can all get a world yeah, passport. Well, that's yeah, the well, most what ridiculous they did part me. about the whole thing. Go ahead, Jim. Yeah, what they did was they, they held me and held me and held me and I never waived my right to a speedy trial. Ah. So eventually they had to let me out. They had to. They had no choice. Right. Well, luckily but, you got uh, out because there are people who've been waiting trial for years. Is that one kid in, on well, Lakers or whatever? Like the thing is, is that the they get you, they trick you to uh, waive your right to speedy trial, and then they hold you for two years. I talked to Ian's attorney about it today. I said I mentioned speedy trial, and he said it doesn't exist anymore. Um, that you know, basically, he doesn't have time to read the hundred and fifty thousand pages of uh, legal jargon or whatever that the FBI has, and I'm like, well, they wouldn't either. Yeah. So I know. Uh, okay, so I had an attorney at one point, and the attorney's advice was to waive speedy trial for, you know, obviously a much smaller offense uh, because the longer you can extend it, the more likely it is that the the witness for the prosecution uh, has a vague recollection of what's going on and sure. is therefore easier to cross-examine yeah. um, and get off that way. So... Yeah, but sitting in the county jail, um, that may be great when you're out on bond. Right. Um, and I'll take all the free days I can get in this world, no doubt. But when you're on um, locked up in jail, I say don't let it, let it go personally. I mean, obviously, I'm no attorney, and um, you take you take what you can get when you talk to some guy on the radio about it. But, you know, the prosecution doesn't have their ducks in a row on this one. Jack? No, absolutely, absolutely not. And I, I, they're they're so corrupt. Um, you know, I had a, I had a court order that all my uh, discovery was supposed to be handed over by a certain date. Yeah, they. And I'm still getting stuff uh, five six months later. Yeah, but you've been let go. It's crazy. What's that? The charge has been dropped, and you've been let go, and you're still getting discovery. No, oh. no, no, not yet. No, it's a it's a joke what they're doing. Okay. So you're you're still facing charges then? Absolutely. Yep. They let you out. Okay. Out yep, for- and and just one quick thing: um, this whole speedy trial thing—it's not defined um, in any way whatsoever no. about time frame. What nope. the time frame means for a speedy trial? Yep, maybe okay. So maybe it's- not at the federal level. Again, uh, I grew up in Hawaii, and I don't know what it was specifically, but I know Hawaii had like sixty eight, days, something like that, where yeah. they had to do something, and the way that they got around that there, uh, the prosecution asked for an extension. Well, not just that, but they, the, the Hawaii system was so backlogged when I was like, you know, doing dumb things. Yep. Um, that they would they would uh, advise you to go to the public defender's office, mm-hmm. right? But you couldn't get an appointment with the public defender prior to your next hearing and I your see. next trial. So they go, well, if you want the public defender, you got to waive your right to a speedy trial so yeah. you can have an appointment with them. Yeah. Otherwise, you got to come back on your own, and then you're on your own. Yep. So everyone goes, okay, wave, speedy trial, wave. I need, I yep. need assistance. But you defended this. yourself generally. Uh, de- depending on what it was, okay. um, <laughs> there was one time that I played so dumb while standing there in front of the judge that the public defender stepped in and just agreed to help me uh-huh. like, while I was there. I went, yep. okay, let's do this. Um, and then I'm going to say won on merit, I, I, but lost anyway. So this was <laughs> this was a noise complaint. Yeah. And what I, my understanding of the law. Right, is that there are elements to the crime. Yep. And you have to prove all the elements to the crime. Oh. But they didn't prove them. But they didn't prove them. Uh, and, and the judge uh, said, well, more likely than not that that was you that committed said crime. Yeah, that's hilarious. Yeah. That's so. how they do it. Yep. All right. Thank you for the call, Jack. 
More Free Talk Live coming up, 603-283-6160. Plenty of room for you on the lines, 603-283-6160. Better that 10 guilty men go free than one innocent man is convicted. Looking for a great real estate investment? Consider New Hampshire, which is ground zero for the Liberty Movement. Your first call should be to Mark Warden from Porcupine Real Estate. He's more than just a real estate agent. He's your New Hampshire concierge. Where are the best places to live? Do you want farms, city, the burbs, or forest? Do you want a duplex or multifamily building so that renters pay your mortgage? There are homes in all price ranges in New Hampshire, and Mark can help with financing, too. Invest in Liberty and property. Mark Warden can help. PorcupineRealEstate.com We're back. Free Talk Live, 603-283-6160. That is 603-283-6160. Sitting in the main chair tonight, uh, I am Rich E. Rich, along with... Tyler. And Mark. Our whole array of first hosts are either unavailable or ill i'm sorry i'm the only one left well you're getting a promotion tonight (laughs) this is a battlefield promotion you've gone from co-host to host tonight and i think you've done fine job i appreciate that yeah thank you sir i'm gonna i'm gonna give myself a cheap plug real quick then go right ahead please uh i do i do a podcast every week called the anarchist experience anarchistexperience.com and on my own podcast i am the regular first chair so no experience doing this live on the radio, but that podcast is in its seventh year yeah. at this point, so I'm not... That's why I had no fear. Okay. I'm I'm not unskilled at this, just new at some of the technology yep. that we're using tonight. Um, I think we've exhausted that last conversation. Okay. You guys got anything more to add? Um, we started the show with COVID lockdowns being lifted... In Belgium. In Belgium, and I kind of teased... Uh, in the UK, and we kind of, we went off the rails a little bit with you, Tyler, because yeah, that, that, we, that tease got got way too conspiratorial. <laughs> no, no, I like it. <laughs> no, I, I didn't say it wasn't good. I'll yeah, put just, on the tinfoil hat whenever I get okay. an opportunity. <laughs> yeah, basically, right. encapsulating it is at some point or another, the vaccines that we have to take for everyday life because everybody is so terrified. We'll soon have. Uh, you know, drugs that make us all infertile, and we have to go to the governments in order to right. have kids. And and you know, when we had when we started that conversation, there was a, a different train of thought that I wanted to go down, and we're going to skip it because it's no longer neither here nor there. Um, but Britain will treat COVID like the flu, says Chris Whitty. Whitey, it's not Whitey? the flu. It's not if you, the if flu, you say guys. it's the flu, you like Orange Hitler. <laughs> well. The, the reason this ties in... It's completely different than the flu. <laughs> no, it's a flu it's of a some flu. kind. It's a cold. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the, the reason this tied into the earlier conversation was because one of the points you made, Tyler, was that the, the coronavirus COVID wasn't going anywhere and it was just going to be a prolonged thing. Yep. Right. And I think this article from The Telegraph is, in no uncertain terms, admitting that. By right. saying, "Ah, we're just going to treat it like the flu," which means, yeah, you get your you get your flu vaccine every year, you get your COVID vaccine every yep. year, and mm-hmm. it's just part part of the new normal and normal life. Well, that's that's something important to remember. Was this all started with two weeks to flatten the curve? Yeah, and now we're in this Vietnam style quagmire where we're like, <laughs> "What are we trying to accomplish? Right. Are we just no COVID do this? ever? No yeah. COVID cases right. at all? Um, I mean, at this point, deaths have fallen below the excess death mark." 
and or at least they're very close to it. I mean, I've uh, I've got to check, but it's been a week since I've checked. Um, and well, I mean, that was the line. Sure. That's the line where you're not supposed to panic anymore. Okay. Nobody er- panicked before that. Early, yeah. Early estimates put the deaths from COVID annually in the millions, and we haven't gotten that far. No. And the other thing that's funny is that the flu basically doesn't exist anymore because of the COVID lockdowns. Yeah, we don't even talk about the flu anymore. Right. Well, yeah, because everyone masked up and social distance, and the flu is eradicated. Oh yeah, but masking works then. Of course. Then how come places that uh, have <laughs> then how come California and Florida, which have different mask man- mandates, have uh, the same occurrence of COVID? Don't be quoting me statistics that make too much sense. Okay? <laughs> uh, at at the risk of sounding conspiratorial again, or maybe bringing up um, you know social media drama, um, the thing going on right now on these social medias is uh, libertarians comparing this new vaccine passport uh, to the Star of David. Uh, with the Jews during Nazi Germany. Well, the Star of David didn't afford you a great deal of rights, whereas the passport certainly will. <laughs> but the, the unvaccinated, though, it's So it's the classes. opposite? I see. The, yeah. uh, the opposite of a... I yeah. think a lot of people are viewing that as hyperbole, but Michael Malice in a tweet a couple months ago brought up the fact that if you think about how the Germ- or how the Nazis, I shouldn't say the Germans, how the Nazis viewed Jews... In a, in, a, in, a, in a frame of hygiene, right, yeah. like ethnic cleansing and how we view COVID in relation to germs, it's not hyperbolic. Yeah. It's like they okay. literally want you, show us your papers, please, so we know that you're clean. You're not a it's not your about your genealogy anymore. Yeah. It's about whether or not you're following the rules law. and getting it's your, your virology, vaccine. Yeah. yeah. Yep. And it's yeah. not much different. So not as hyperbolic as some may claim. Michael, right. Michael Malice is Jewish, All right. just in case anyone cares. Not that, not that people who aren't Jewish can't have opinions about how Jewish people are uh, discriminated against, but for whatever reason, the uh, the window-licking, mouth-breathing dullards out there seem to think it makes perfectly good sense that we only listen to black people on black issues, Latino people on Latino issues, and Jews on Jewish issues. Yeah, and white people on no issues. Yeah, we don't listen to white people, white men about anything. They're white women, on the other hand, who are more numerous than white men, must be listened to because they are brave. All right, I'm going to steer this. I'm going to steer this back to the the, the Britain lockdown uh, before, before we get too much. Uh, lockdowns are unlikely to be needed again as Britain leans to treat coronavirus like flu. Professor Chris Whitty has he's has said. The chief medical officer said that up to 25,000 people die in a bad flu year without anyone noticing and that accepting some COVID deaths would be the price of keeping schools and businesses open and allowing people to live a whole life. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm glad they're, they're concerned with people living a whole life now. Now that we've got Trump out of office, please, a geriatric Jesus wants to live a whole life. One of the best things Trump ever said, which he did say a lot of stupid stuff, but one of the best things he ever said is the cure can't be worse than the disease. Right. And the fact that you have to think about how many businesses were ruined and went under and how many lives were ruined because of that. Right. How many people committed suicide? Like... You know, and how many people died alone in their hospital beds because God. their families weren't allowed to visit them? It makes me so crazy. All because we have to protect every possible life. It's like Oops. at a certain point, you've allowed yourself to go into a tyrannical authoritarian existence all because you're afraid of letting some people die, even though you want to ignore the fact that, like, you know, people die from heart disease, people die from car accidents, from cigarette smoking, from everything else in the world. Everybody dies eventually. But let's just wrap everything in bubble wrap and put cameras in every room and then nobody touch each other. And also, no one seems to care about the harmful effects that the vaccine is having on a 
admittedly small minority of people. Yeah, aren't there countries in Europe that are banning vaccines because of what they're doing to people? These vaccines were rushed. And, they're, and they want to make it so they're mandatory. It's insane to me how yeah. people think that this is rational. Well, because with the vaccine, there is now an acceptable level of death that they're willing to accept for the greater good of the all right, of society but, but going the, back to the normal. acceptable level of COVID, which will make you, which will cure you of COVID, right? Let's is not, not acceptable at all. Let's not kid ourselves. It's not about the acceptable. I mean, there's going to be death. What it is is that they're just using this concept of death to scare you into doing what you want because they're like, more people can't die. Well, guess what? People are already dying of other things all the time. You're not going to stop yep. death. And they're not. They're, they won't be able to count those suicides or those you know people dying alone in the hospital mm-hmm. as COVID deaths, even though it's COVID related. Right. Even though it's not you know caused by the actual virus. But if you're a, if, yeah, if you're a hospital and like and healthcare has already been going downhill, and all of a sudden they're telling you, oh, you get fifty thousand dollars for every COVID death that you have in your hospital. Suddenly, every death is a COVID related death. Mm-hmm. Seems that way. Supply and demand. Professor Whitey, Whitey, speaking uh, on a Royal School of Medicine webinar, said the government would only be forced to pull the alarm cord if a dangerous variant arrived against which people had no immunity and which sparked exponential growth. Yeah, I think that sounds about right. Um, they're going to just, whenever they feel like it, they'll have that variant and bang, you're back in place. Yeah, give it six months. But right, By the way, I did look it up and according to the system I've been using up to this point to determine how many deaths occurred in a given week. And remember, 50 to 60,000 people died in America every single week before COVID. It's because people die. Yeah. And it's now down to the, that number is uh, the excess death number, and it's now down to that number. So the first three weeks of reporting tend to get, you know, they, they go up uh, over time. But by the fourth week, we're pretty sure we're right at uh, what is accurate. And now the fourth week says is at the excess death number. So. Okay. It'll probably peak above, but just peak. And that means that... Um, peak and panic and get Biden on a rampage again? Yep. So that means that probably four or five weeks ago, we had um, few enough deaths that there shouldn't have been a panic at all. Sounds good. Uh, more Cut Up. Free Talk Live, 603-283-6160. Still time for your call. Uh, if you call now, 603-283-6160. Free Talk Live. talk live not going to give out the phone numbers because hey what's that what i was going to but as you instructed me to introduce everyone in a no nope, i said wait five seconds okay that's all okay because somebody might be waiting to get on the air and go yeah. you know it's just uh, give them a second okay so so you've had your five seconds all right. Uh, I'm Richie Rich, along with... I'm Tyler. And Mark. And before we move on, uh, what would be the point? The uh, point would be thank amplifiers, uh, amp.freetalklive.com. This one, just a username, am I free to go? <laughs> uh, th- thank you for... I am said I that wrong detained? in the prep. Now, now I figured it out. Am I free to go? Um, it doesn't say what level of amplifier they are. 
Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. We appreciate oh, all. Oh, silver. There we go. Silver we appreciate amplifier. all amplifiers. Uh, people who want to give, you know, more than $5 a month. We, we we appreciate them. There's no doubt. But we ask for $5 a month. And that's program. to advertise, market, and promote yep. Free Talk Live. If you like what we do here, if you want to see more free speech, if you want to see more, um, you know, people talking about the ideas of liberty, well, that's your that's the place to go. Amp.freetalklive.com. Uh to the phones, we have Michael, Mike, or Michael. Hello there. Hey, yeah. You know, it doesn't matter what you call me, Mike or Michael. Doesn't matter. Yeah, I wrote it down as calling, Mike. Thanks for taking my call. But I was um, wanting to ask about the raid and the pickup of the Bitcoin machines and the different locations. What was their particular reason for going around picking up those those Bitcoin machines? Those machines are bad. Evidence related to the crimes. They tried to take, uh, I mean, you know, they, they take uh, investments and things that had nothing to do with the crime. They, you know, if there's a crime at all. Um, and, and here's another question I have just regarding, you know, somebody who has money who's gotten it through ill-gotten gains. How come the federal government having unlimited coffers to prosecute you? But you having some money that might have been ill-gotten gains, but we don't know it yet because we haven't found you guilty, that's got to be taken. That's crazy. Well, uh, yeah, for real. Those, those, no. those ATMs were used to, uh, to launder money. That's evidence. You, you can't, you know. But those ATMs almost... in many cases had more uh, KYC, uh, you know, that they were more KYC compliant than, than uh, Bitcoin machines around America. Yeah. So, you know, that's just it's just hooey because they want to get in. The running joke that I've been talking with my friends is that the feds have no idea how Bitcoin works and they took the machines because they thought they'd open them up and Bitcoins would fall out. Clunk. Oh, okay. <laughs> there's a lot of people seem to think that the knuckle draggers who came in and here and pulled out the wires out of the back of our blinking boxes, radio boxes, thought that Bitcoins were going to fall out of the machines. or something. <laughs> See, I, again, you, you can harp on me on this, but I give them too much credit then because I thought they knew that that's where the cash was. I think we all do. Well, there's probably some cash in those machines. They certainly got some, but they yeah. they didn't get the lion's share of anything. Okay. Uh, they they got a couple of Trezor wallets, but um, you know, I don't know what they don't know what's in it. <laughs> yeah. So to, to also answer your question, Mike, um, it is it's because again that they that Ian and whomever ran those machines did not pay the, their tribute to the government, right? Because there there are other machines in New Hampshire that went unmolested because they were registered and regulated and had all the I's dotted and the T's crossed and, you know, and no problem with those. Yep, that's true. Okay, well, I appreciate the information because we got some coin, some machines that came in here down in our area in some local gas stations and just now starting them up, and I was just, just curious to yeah, at see this if point, we were going to have our rates down here or whatever. Nobody has been um, gone after for buying Bitcoin. It's all about who's selling it. Ah, but the buying comes next. Nah, I don't think so. Okay. They're going to lose this. I well, I appreciate right. the information. Yep. We'll, we'll right. call again another time. Thanks. Thank you. Have all a right. great day. And keeping on the phones, right back to David in New Mexico. Man, you know, Ian and nobody, the, if, they, if they'd have been doing uh, radio right instead of the, the illegal wrong way, they'd be sitting pretty right now like uh, Sheriff Darren White here in Albuquerque 
has his two-hour radio program every day on KKKOB, Cumulus Media. And uh, see if he sells he sells marijuana over the radio. He's got a two hour infomercial for his marijuana store, wow. and uh, and he's all hooked up. You know, he's all hooked up with the New Mexico uh, government because he's been in government, sheriff and director of public safety, and Gary Johnson campaign manager and Gary Johnson cabinet secretary. And uh, so Ian should have followed that model because New Mexico just legalized uh, marijuana all around uh, last night in the middle of the night. And so now Sheriff Darren White is all hooked up. He's got his radio show, you know, doing a two hour infomercial selling marijuana. Yep. So if you just if you just sold drugs instead of crypto, everything'd be cool right now. I was gonna ask, is the sheriff accepting Bitcoin for his marijuana? <laughs> oh yeah, I'm I'm sure I'm sure Sheriff Darren White is accepting like, you know, you know, it's like what you got, what you got, man. <laughs> That's you Sheriff got. Darren White. So that goes back to the old if you can't beat him, join him. Yeah. Right? Like you, you can yeah. you can be free and you can be wealthy um, but you got to be at like the top of that political food chain. Yep. Those gotta, people I mean, I guess kissed ass for a long I, time. I guess, I guess Arya was on the right. Well, both Arya and uh, Arya was trying to be sheriff, so she's going the right direction there. And and Ian was trying to be, uh, you know, whatever elected offices he was trying to get. So they were on the right track, but they just needed to be selling drugs instead of selling uh, <laughs> crypto. They'd have been all right, like Sheriff Darren White here. Yep, Bitcoin is the new marijuana. Yeah. Anything else, David? So. No, man, just trying to be helpful. You know, take it from the sheriff, Sheriff Darren White. Sell drugs, not not Bitcoin. Or or sell what's defined as legal in your area. Yep. That's right. I mean, when the sheriff is in on the take on drugs, that is some dirty-looking stuff. Come on. Well, like, it, that should be part of the law. It's just like, look, yeah, okay, maybe we shouldn't let politicians and, oh, maybe we really shouldn't let law enforcement officers, especially high-ranking law enforcement officers, be the purveyors of drugs. Well, to be fair, they're usually in on it, even in the areas where it's illegal. Well, yeah. They just don't get caught. Allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> right? CIA brings in how much drugs what into a, the I country? Know. What a slap in the face it must be to someone sitting in jail right now on a drug charge from the 90s, you know, yeah. and they were just selling marijuana. And now they find out that some sheriff's selling it on the radio. And, God. You know, and it's just Especially sad. if it was California, like a third strike. Right, like and a, then a gram. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and then like you know, and then you look at like what Ian's going through and stuff. But you see all of these like much larger corporations that are selling Bitcoin, but doing it's like, exactly the same thing. Exactly, but they're doing it. They're doing it under the auspices of I followed the rules, I crossed all the T's, I dotted all the I's, and I know the right senators. Yep. You know, or however the case may be, and it's all fine for them. And what that's what it is. It's are you in the in group yep. or are you an outsider? Ian's an outsider. And this is the question that uh, people should ask themselves regarding that is, is that, look, the auto dealers go through a lot of paperwork to sell you a car. Have you ever bought a car? I mean, they just they keep you there for hours to sell you a car. However, if you want to buy a car from, you know, Willie Joe's sausage head off of Craigslist, you can do that in 30 minutes. Yeah. How come that? What's the difference between buying Bitcoin quickly, easily, and without all the mumbo-jumbo paperwork versus uh, you know, buying it with all the, the KYC? Oh, because Bitcoin's money? Well, how come the federal government can't come to an agreement that Bitcoin is money? I right. think that's going to be an interesting part of the case. It's a I very thought it was, important I part thought, of the case. I thought Bitcoin was a speculative asset. I was, I, people are treating it like stocks, you it's know, speech. buying and holding and selling later. Uh, I mean, during the Microsoft case, they defined uh, speech, uh, the programming, as speech. Ah, mm -hmm. but it's speech in New Hampshire, not at the federal level. On the federal level, when okay. they went after Microsoft, they went after Bill Gates and they knocked his monopoly based on speech in part.
Okay. So Bitcoin is, by definition, if that's the case we're going to use, it's speech. Right, which is the same case for 3D printed guns. Yeah. It's, it's all the coding that's written to create the programs to allow you to print out these guns. Well, that's all speech. That's all code. Yep. And yet they are going to be coming after, at least the ATF, is going to be going after the 80% manufacturers and people doing that. Oh, they well. already have. Yeah. Um, I mean, I heard somebody's you know 80% business already got raided and yep. they came in looking for everything. And basically the only reason they weren't, weren't, weren't able to be prosecuted was that all of the pieces that would make up an 80% kit were all separated. And they're like, they're not kits until we ship them out. So there's nothing <laughs> right. for you to... That was that was the odd thing about that case when it came when it came to right like you can you can have all the pieces in two separate orders mm-hmm. but the minute you put them all together now you have a firearm. Well, and the funniest thing is that like it's it's such a it, it's such a fundamental right the Second Amendment and but the the way the ATF does things is it's literally just semantics. Is this a, a pistol or a rifle? Well, it depends on the serial number. Is this a Good brace? One piece yes. of it. Is this yeah. a brace or a stock? Yeah. They just uh, supposedly legalized bump stocks again. Uh, some federal court just ruled that those aren't machine guns. Yeah. Nice. I just Good. read about the shoelace machine gun. You haven't seen that. One. No, Ooh, I don't that know. One. Oh yeah. Good luck with that. Uh, that'll do it for us tonight. More Free Talk Live tomorrow night. Have a good night, everybody. FreeTalkLive.com. Good night.